0: what's up everybody welcome to trail tales my name is kyle o'grady i am a through hiker i am a peak bagger. i am a huge hiking nerd and every single week on this podcast i chat with other hiking nerds <laughs> episode number 80 of trail tales keeping this intro short i guess uh rebecca sperry otherwise known as socked in hikes is on the show she is attempting to set the woman's fkt for the redlining thing in the White Mountains. If that's confusing to you, if you don't know what that is, first of all, that means you missed a couple previous episodes of Trail Tales because we've talked about this before, but second of all, don't worry because you're going to get to hear all about it right at the beginning of the episode and you're also going to get to hear all about sockton's crazy adventures on the trail, what it takes to put together a crazy project like she's undertaking, And yeah, you're just going to get to hear a lot of cool talk about the White Mountains. It was a great episode. Sockton is a fan of Trail Tales, a regular listener of Trail Tales. So it's always cool to kind of give back and have on a a listener as a guest. So it was really fun. And Sockton, when you hear this, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for listening and for all your support. And yeah, we're going to do it again soon. As soon as you crank out some more miles of the Redlining Project in the White Mountains. A huge shout-out to all the Trail Tales Patreon supporters. Uh, Daniel, welcome aboard. Daniel is the latest Trail Tales Patreon supporter. If you're interested in checking out the Patreon, go to patreon.com slash trail I will send you some stickers. You'll get invited to a monthly video chat with myself and all the other crazy hiking nerds that are trail tales supporters and it will be a good time so go check that out link in the show notes go follow me on instagram if you haven't done that already at kyle hates hiking go look up my youtube channel also called kyle hates hiking that is my youtube channel on youtube kyle hates hiking on youtube drill that into your brain leave a five-star itunes review send me an email trail tales pod at gmail.com just to say hi or tell me what you like about the show guest suggestions, anything like that. You can also slide into my DMs on Instagram anytime you want and say what's up. I love getting messages from people who listen to the show. Much appreciated. And with that said, the last thing I have to plug is this week's sponsor, and it's a new sponsor, different from last week. This week's sponsor is a company called CS Instant Coffee. Now, I've never really considered myself much of a coffee snob, but I have been searching very subtly for the perfect cup of instant coffee to take with me on the trail and I gotta be honest most of the time on my previous hikes like the Appalachian Trail for instance or really any of my backpacking trips I've always just gone with the cheap Folgers type stuff right and at first I would put like one packet in and that wasn't enough so I'd put like two packets in the next time and It was a little bit better, but still never tasted very good. And what I concluded is that you basically have to just suck it up and deal with a shitty cup of coffee while you're backpacking. And recently when CS instant coffee reached out to me, they sent me a couple samples of their stuff. And I have now realized that I was completely wrong. You can absolutely 100% positively get a, (laughs) it doesn't make sense, but you can absolutely get a great cup of instant coffee while you're backpacking, and the way to do it is to go with C.S. Instant Coffee. Their packaging is 100% compostable, which I know a lot of you are gonna like, and each packet makes approximately one to two cups of coffee, two cups if you like just a quick, small little cup in the morning, or one big old, very strong cup if you're like me and you really need that caffeine to get you boosted, to start the day on the trail. And honestly, folks, this stuff is so good that you don't even need to drink it on the trail. Like I've been drinking this stuff in the morning just while sitting at my desk while I'm getting ready to start my day job, which is pretty cool because I could easily just go brew a normal cup of coffee, but this stuff is so good. I've just been drinking this instead because it's real quick and easy. So I'm really excited to try this stuff out on the trail. Definitely go check out their website, csinstant.coffee, <laughs> which is an awesome URL. Or if you want to be a huge, huge help to me. You can actually go to their website through the affiliate link that will be in the show notes so I can get a little bit of that kickback as well if you wanna really help out me and help out the show. That would be amazing. So thank you so much to CS Instant Coffee for supporting Trail Tales here. I'm really excited to work with them some more in the future. Definitely go check them out. With that said, let's get into episode number 80 of Trail Tales, my conversation with Socked In Hikes. Alright, welcome to the hungover edition of Trail Tales, episode number 80. Um, Rebecca Sperry, Socked In Hikes, is on the show today. How's it going? Good. Just good? That's yeah. it?
1: Yeah. I'm excited. This is a podcast.
0: <laughs> You're supposed to elaborate. No, I'm just making fun of you. I'm just being a douche because I'm tired and probably <laughs> dehydrated. Um, <laughs> so Socked In is doing some really cool stuff in the whites. She, and make sure I get this right, but she is... It's, whoa there goes my phone um she is attempting to be the first person to redline the white mountains in a single year did i get that
1: sort of so sort um, of oh no well first girl i, I nailed
0: it damn <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there was a guy that did it in 2013 um matt hickey and so i am essentially well so i'm attempting to do it in a year because i just like to set arbitrary goals for myself not okay. because it's specifically like needed to set this like FKT or anything, but if I finish it in a year, I'll have set uh, FKT cause I'll be the first girl to do it. Um, but Matt did it in 2013. I think he did it 183 days. Um, so yeah, so I'm doing it an entire year because I work full time and now we'll be going to college full time starting in the fall. So it's going to be like around oh. my Yeah. So, um, I can't do it without working like I have to or I'm in college now so like I can't I have to hike on my days off essentially like when school starts.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um,
1: So yeah so it's a year because it's a year because I just wanted it to be a year and if I finish in a year then I'll set a record essentially. um, I think I'll set a record even if I don't do it in a year if I do it over a year like it's fine. Okay cool. Yeah.
0: Cool good stuff. Um, How far in are you so far? You like just started right?
1: Yeah. So originally I started January 1st, um, but then everything happened with COVID. So I basically had to stop in March and right. I had like 19 hikes done. I had to stop and I was like kind of freaking out because I was really upset about having to stop. Um, and I was 7% done at that point. Um, So I was like, well, I guess that kind of, I'm, I'd be an idiot to like, still start from january so i stopped altogether and then i essentially reset the clock on i was gonna start on june 20th but i decided to start june 19th because my husband had to get up for work anyway, so he just got me up at 3 a.m to go hiking (laughs) (laughs) so that's how it ended on that day that's one way to do it yeah so cool but june 19th awesome
0: awesome so yeah you're only what freaking 10 days in not even so that's pretty cool um Why don't you go ahead and just kind of introduce yourself? You know, we're going to talk about the project for a lot of the episode, I'm assuming, but um, I'm just curious to hear more about what you've done, what you've hiked, and uh, who Socked In is. I know you've wrote a lot for like the Trek and other blogs and stuff, so.
1: Yeah. Uh, Okay, so, well, I started hiking um, kind of officially in 2015 uh, because I no longer was working summers. I always worked my summers um, up until then, Um, so I was a teacher. So I have my summers off, but I would do school during the summertime. Um, until 2015, I took that summer off. And then I've never worked a summer since because it's so awesome. <laughs> I do not um, blame you. Yeah. So 2015, I started hiking. I decided one day I wanted to go hiking and my husband didn't want to go. So I was like, well, I am going to go anyways because I just feel like going and I want to go. So I went by myself and I hiked Mount Major. And it was my first time hiking by myself. And it was like super Fun and just an amazing experience to be by myself and doing it. I think partially because I'm a girl, it's like different. Um, you don't really typically, I don't know, I think it's different when you're a girl to do sort of like those type of activities by yourself. You have like, I don't know, typically girls don't do those things by themselves. So, not as me, much, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. So then that was like it. I was hooked. And that summer I hiked. I only hiked like eight or nine times that summer, which is really not that much. Um, and then I went to work and worked all year. And then the next year I was like, okay, that's it. It's on. Like I'm freaking going to go beast mode on this. Nice. So um, the next summer I started hiking and I hiked 48 mountains that year in 2016 and then i went to 91 and then i went to 108 and then i don't remember i think last year was like 114 i don't know i always count my summits but last year is when i really started getting like hardcore into like i did overnights and stuff and i did some short was that thunder i just heard in the background i think so you heard that damn
0: that was intense yeah i did huh. it's like sunny here i'm surprised you live in manchester right yeah okay interesting yeah. sorry not to cut you off there but oh it's okay it's like boom
1: Maybe it's because I have my earbuds and I can't hear it as good. <laughs> um, yeah, so last summer, um, last spring, actually, I did the Manadnock, Manadnock Sunapee Greenway Trail.
0: Oh, that's on yep. my radar.
1: I know. I've heard you talk about it. with uh, Like, very,
0: very shortly on my radar. Like, I kind of have plans to do that in actually just a couple weeks, so. Oh,
1: that's so awesome. Um, so, I did that and I loved it. And then I did the Tully Trail, which is another one you've talked about yep. on the show. Um And then I I always hike solo. So like I've had a lot of people over the years kind of sort of like want to hike with me. And I don't know, I guess I'm kind of like notoriously a solo hiker at this point. Um, Because honestly, like it started off as just, well, my husband doesn't want to go, so I'm going to go. And it turned into, well, it's kind of fun to hike solo. And then now it's just like, well, this is just what I do. And it's way easier to hike solo. So I'm just hiking solo. And I've only done eleven hikes with other people in the last five years. Oh wow! Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So you really
0: don't like to hike? Is is it more that you like to hike by yourself, or more that you don't like to hike with other people?
1: Um, I think it's more that I like to hike by myself. Um, I don't know. I used to be really self conscious about how fast I was, and I I still am actually kind of self conscious. Like I don't feel like I'm very strong. Like I know people think I'm strong, but I'm genuinely just like a normal person. (laughs) (laughs) so I'm pretty self-conscious about my speed and I sweat really bad and it makes me embarrassed. Um, but also I just sort of became so used to doing it by myself that it's like, I don't want to hike with other people. This is way funner. And I have these skills now because I've, I've had to like develop them and I don't know, it's just, I've always enjoyed hiking by myself. Mm -hmm. Um, it's less stressful for me. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting perspective on it. I don't know. I've like I go through phases. Like sometimes I do like to go by myself, but for the most part, I probably like to be with other people. I don't know. It, it, it it's so just dependent on like who the person is to Like and and if they can keep up with you or if you can keep up with them and, and all that stuff. You know, kind of like you were just talking about with the pace. And so I feel like for me, it's I like to hike with somebody else if I can match their pace and stuff. But I'd probably rather hike by myself than hike with someone who's either too fast or too slow like, for me, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, there's a girl that follows my Instagram, uh, Spitfire. She's really cool. Um, she messaged me the other day, and or she she did a Prezi Traverse by herself, and she messaged and said, like, something about how um, it was her first time. or I don't know. She was going solo, and it, like, kind of made her nervous. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm the opposite. <laughs> like, it makes <laughs> me nervous to hike with other people, sort of. And she's like, well, why? And it's like, well, I don't know. I just... I like to be by myself, and it's just way easier. To, you mm-hmm. get to see more, and you get to pay attention to what's going on around you. Get you get to call the
0: shots yourself.
1: Yeah, like, if I don't want to keep going, I turn around. If I don't, if I want to stop, I can stop. If I want to go faster, I can. Like, it's all up to me.
0: Yep. That's funny. I actually, I'm pretty sure I know who she is. I'm pretty sure I met her one time. Um, is she the one that was doing that, like, crazy, like, national, like, thing? loop yeah. hike thing and then it got yeah. canceled obviously yeah yeah okay um i met her one time she was she was nice super badass hiker too mm-hmm. um yeah okay so the whites so see like first of all okay actually first of all I'll start here um this has been talked about many times on other episodes of the show but so you don't have to give a super long answer here but just as a reminder for folks who might not remember what redlining in the white mountains means um can you just kind of explain that
1: Sure. So, um, redlining is hiking all of the trails in a particular edition of the white mountain guide, including all spur trails to campsites or view spurs. Um, pretty much you have to do all the trails. So I'm using the 30th edition and, uh, there's about 1450 something miles of trails in that edition that I'll be using. Nice. Um, Yeah. And it's not, I mean, you're going to end up doing more miles than that because you have to do out and backs and stuff. But essentially, that's what you're doing is hiking all of the miles that are all of the trails that are in the guidebook. Mm -hmm. Um, How many how many miles is it again? 1454 for this edition. (laughs) Uh, The other thing that's kind of so there's a lot of gray areas and I discovered that as I was planning all of this. Um, So there are sections at the beginning of the guidebook that summarize each sort of like area of the lights. So Nash stream tri- uh, forest is one in particular. Okay. Um, and there are various trails that are described in these sections that are not included in the spreadsheet. That is what everyone uses to track all of their mileage. And so it's a little bit weird because it's like, well, do I have to hike those or are those just like bonus miles? Right. Um, so I have a friend who's really into the redlining as well. And so I kind of touched base with her and she touched base with her source and essentially um, determined that you do not have to do those as part of redlining. You just have to do whatever is in the descriptions between um, the different trail. Uh, there's like these boxes in the guidebook that show like this many miles for this trail, and okay. how much elevation. You have to do what is in the descriptions between those. So if there's a uh, view Spar described, you have to do that. Um, but you don't have to do all these other random trails. It's very kind of complicated, more than you would think. Mm-hmm. And I've spent... Since last October, working on all of this, so
0: <laughs> I was gonna say like there's gotta be. I'm pretty sure I talked to Mike. uh Oh
1: God, what's Cherim? Go,
0: yes, I'm gonna say that again. Cher, it's Cherim, right? Yeah. Okay, that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I talked to Mike Cherim about this on our episode, but yeah, he was talking about. I think it was him. Was was talking about. Just all the planning and stuff, and that's one thing I gotta ask about, right? Like I, I gotta hear you go into more detail on that, honestly, because I'm a logistics <laughs> guy. I like looking at maps and planning things out and stuff. And so, yeah, what? Where do you even start with the logistics to to plan out this? How? How actually? Scratch that question. Um, how far out in advance do you plan these hikes? You know?
1: Well, I started last October, and I made a binder that's three inches thick, and basically it's it's kind of like a first edition because it doesn't exist so there's a lot of trails that are not in the white mountain guide maps that you have to find the maps of the trails or you have to like ask your friends if they have gps tracks of mm. these various trails um so i started last year and. I was like, okay, well, I need to try and like wrap my head around this because it's insane. There's twelve different tabs. There's twelve different sections that you have to look at. Um, basically, what I did is I took pictures of each section of the various maps, and then I did day hikes out of like I planned out day hikes, and it's kind of overwhelming. Like for example, if you look at the Northern Presidentials, it's a hot mess and <laughs> it's like the worst thing. You don't want to start with that section because it's such a nightmare. So yeah. I basically was like, I can't even deal with that right now. But like you basically just take the map and you look at it and you say and you I highlighted different routes and planned it out and like made day hikes out of all of the trails in the White Mountains.
0: Have you I know you've talked about this a little bit on your Instagram story, so I kind of know the answer to this already. But just for everybody listening, i um, How much of it are you going to do in day hikes versus, like, overnight trips with all your backpacking gear and multiple days, shit like that?
1: Um, So, I have everything as day hikes except I have one in in, um, the Dry River Wilderness. I have to do an overnight. I actually want to do an overnight. Uh, I've done it before. It's, like, um, up Davis Path, over isolation down West Isolation Trail, and then out tri-river trail it's a really nice loop i've done and then i'm doing grafton loop trail as an overnight because it's just easy oh the grafton loop trails in there too i feel like did did i say this
0: with mike too i feel like i'm having deja vu i i don't fucking know know. but uh i guess yeah it's it's in the the national forest so only
1: the west side not the east side
0: oh okay interesting
1: so i'm doing the west side as an overnight because that trail so i did that trail last year actually as an overnight and there's basically no way to get to the campsite you have to get to without going into I don't know if you know that trail, but it's it's like a one I way and one I way did out. I did it a
0: couple years ago. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it's like okay. Well, I have to go in, so I may as well just do it as an overnight. And then I think I have one other overnight plans. I don't. Re- oh yeah, I was going to do the Musulaki section as an overnight or okay. a couple of nights.
0: Is there but, like a strategic advantage to doing more or less overnight versus just day hikes?
1: Um, it makes sense to do them as day hikes. I mean, okay, let me put it this way. So like. The first three days I slept in my car at trailheads because <laughs> I was in northern New Hampshire and I'm not driving three and a half hours home every day. Yeah. Um, so their day hikes because okay, like the first day I did five hikes. I had to drive to different trailheads. So between different trailheads, it's like, you know, an hour drive or a half hour drive. I just drove to the trailhead, hiked, drove to the next trailhead, hiked for five different hikes that mm-hmm. day. <laughs> and then yeah, it was like Wicked hot too. It was insane.
0: Yeah. And oh, yeah. I was I was following your story a little bit. Yeah, and the stupid heat wave we had. I was
1: like gonna die.
0: Yeah. I I was gonna die, and I wasn't even really hiking that much. um Yeah. That shit
1: was crazy. I, but I like, like basically, it's like you have to do them. I mean, okay, you could backpack it, but it's gonna be easier to do it as a day hike, and because you're doing out and backs, and you're doing loops, and you're doing like
0: yeah, that's true. I trail guess. like
1: three like seriously point three miles of a trail like. Tomorrow's hike is going to be starting a nightmare for me because I have three days in a row of this area that is just like, I don't know whose idea it was to design this section. It's like, I, I just can't even handle it because it's so <laughs> many of these 3.3 mile trails that are like boxed around each other and I have to do out and backs on all of them.
0: Why, why are you doing this? Let me ask you that. That's probably the big question here. Um, <laughs> I love the Whites. A lot of people love hiking in the Whites, but not many people would commit themselves to a project like this. Um, yeah, can you just talk about your motivation sure. behind this whole thing?
1: Yeah, so um, basically, at my my current job at the time, I was um, dealing with a lot of stress, and I needed something to kind of distract myself and keep my mind off of my current work-related stress. Um, so I I was already redlining um i was about 35% done that was like my new thing that i was focusing on um but i kind of just thought to myself i wonder if anybody has ever done this in a specific amount of time so mm-hmm. i asked on the uh, the facebook page for redlining and they said that this guy had done it in a year and that was the only person that had ever done it in a sp- um he is, he said it's fkt so it's on their their website so i was like well gee i wonder maybe it would be cool to try to do this and I wonder if I could even, like, wrap my head around doing this. And then I just started, sort of got, like, obsessive over it and spent months making all of these maps and spreadsheets and doctoring up the spreadsheet so that I have it broken into day hikes. Um, so that took months. So I basically worked on that from October until December. And then I was planning on starting on January 1st, which I did, and then I had to stop. Oh. Uh. And then when I restarted, I, or before I restarted like this past April, cause I was kind of like, okay, what do I do now? I can't redline. Um, I decided to become even more obsessive <laughs> and I took the spreadsheets that I had made. So the ones that you use, if you're tracking your redlining, um, it only has the trails. It doesn't have like all of the view spurs or any of that listed in it. So I, I added all of those with page numbers so, you can <laughs> reference the guidebook and you'd have all the page numbers for all the view spurs and all of the um, campsites and everything.
0: Cool. How many people have uh, redlined?
1: I think, like, I don't know. I'd have to go look at my I know computer. Mike said he
0: was like 54 yeah, or something it's like that. Somewhere,
1: it's, I think it's under 100.
0: That's cool. I'm having my, most likely, my guest next week is also somebody who's redlined before. Mm-hmm. And so. I think that's cool. After next week, maybe I'll have talked to three different people that have done this thing. That like, yeah, less than a hundred, perhaps, folks have ever done, which is pretty cool. So, yeah. Um, how much of the project? Okay, let me rephrase it. How much of the trails that you have to do for the red line um, have you already hiked before?
1: <sighs> a lot. I don't know. I mean, I had done forty percent. Oh. Um, okay. So I'm redoing all of those, and Jeez, I've done some that like. Sucks. <laughs> it does, but I love them. Like, okay, when yeah, I was true, waiting, true. like I was waiting to start redlining, I was like putting it off, putting it off, and I literally was out doing loops that I was going to have to redo in like a month. Because <laughs> I love them, like that's what I love to do.
0: Right, right. So,
1: like <laughs> yesterday, okay, so Thursday I hiked down a trail and then re-hiked up it Friday.
0: <laughs> Why?
1: Because <laughs> I had to. Because I had to get the stretch of trail between the, the two, uh, like, I had to... Sp- hike up Bunnell Notch Trail. You just had to, to do it. <laughs> well, no, because I had to hit Kilkenny Ridge, and the only way to get to it is up Bunnell Notch or up Unknown Pond, which I had already done both of those trails.
0: Oh, uh, Unknown Pond's pretty cool. I went there last at the end of last year. Um, yeah. See, that's what I like about the red line. People know this. I say this fucking every episode. I talk about the whites, but like, there's just so much there beyond Franconia and the presidentials and stuff. And so yeah. if, I think if I lived in the whites, I could see myself... I feel like I've also said this before, but I feel like I could see myself redlining if I, like, lived right there. But you don't exactly live, like, right there. You you live, like, close, but you don't live, like, you know, in North Conway, obviously. So um, that's going to be tough. I'd like to hear how you're balancing or have you elaborate on how you're balancing, you know, the the commute and not living there with doing so many freaking miles.
1: Yeah, so... Well, so during when I first started originally, um, it was during when I was working. So I would hike on the weekends, um, or on like, we have February break, April break. So I went, well, actually April break, we were not at school anymore, but, um, February break, um, I went up and I hiked on those days off. Um, but now what I'm doing, so it's eight, I've done eight days out of the last 10 days I've hiked. Um, the first three days I stayed up north and I just slept in my car because it was a three and a half hour drive <laughs> one way. So I'm like, yeah. You no. didn't just
0: like stay at a campground
1: or something? no because i was trying to save money so uh, i'm like that's, well, fair. that's fair. my husband he's like oh stay in a hotel and i'm like i'm not wasting money on a hotel that is such a waste like <laughs> that's if I'm so gonna... funny
0: yeah if yeah. you're gonna go get sweaty in the woods and shit like yeah, yeah. i guess you don't fucking need a hotel sleeping yeah. in the car can be rough though i'm pretty sure it's also like not allowed technically but
1: oh, oh well, <laughs> well i guess oops
0: <laughs> i won't tell on you um... <laughs> yeah
1: so i slept in my car the first three days and every day since then i've driven up and driven home so like I'm in the most northern so part you, of New Hampshire. You drive
0: like every single – like most of the yes. days? Damn, that's crazy. Every day.
1: It's five five hours a day it's been on top of hiking.
0: Have you thought about like <laughs> – I don't know. Like trying to come up for longer stretches? Like, Because I feel like that's – and I'm, again, I'm, I'm not trying to doubt you here or anything like that. But I just feel like that would be tough to – like, you're going to run out of Trail Tales episodes to listen to pretty soon if you're doing all that driving. I'm actually
1: hoarding them. I, I use them only on the trail. I don't listen to them in my car. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's like I have friends now. If You I'm listen to, to a
0: hiking podcast while you're hiking? That's
1: the only time I listen to podcasts is when I'm hiking.
0: See, that's fair. Like I like to listen to podcasts when I'm hiking too, but listen to a hiking podcast, especially by me... While you're hiking, I feel like that, like on the AT, like I never listened to, I listened to the, the Joe Rogan episode where he talked to one of the guys that did the AT back in like 2017 or some shit, but that was like the only hiking podcast I listened to on the AT, so.
1: I Actually, <laughs> I, I don't like listening to things. Like I won't do audiobooks. I won't watch YouTube. I don't do YouTube. Um, I like to read. So I listen to podcasts while I'm hiking cause it's kind of like, it keeps my attention. And if I'm if if I'm like stressed out, it helps me calm down sort of because I'm by myself. Like I don't have someone to count on to be like, Hey, like this really sketchy part of trail is okay. We're not going to die. So I have to like calm myself down. Mm -hmm. So I have techniques that I use and I love listening to podcasts when I'm trying to kind of like bring myself back to earth sort of mentally or just because it makes me feel like I have these people who are kind of going through the experience with me. Um, So it's funny because I'll have, for example, when I hiked um, Katahdin, I did um, Baxter and Hamlin for my New England 67 finish. And I was listening to a podcast that's, um, this was years ago, so it was before your podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was listening to Backpacker Radio and it was the episode with Furball. And I'll always remember going up Katahdin and going up Baxter, listening to that particular podcast because that's what I was doing when I was hiking it. So it's almost like you tie these uh, memories to these podcasts sort of, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. So (laughs) and I have have certain ones I'll listen to over and over because they make me laugh. So, um, I've listened to a couple, um, from backpacker radio where free outside is on. He's hilarious. And Mm -hmm. I will listen to it and it's just, I will literally be like by myself in the woods laughing and people probably think I'm crazy if they come across (laughs) me because I have like my earbuds in and I'm not paying attention to like other people. I'm just sitting there like laughing. Um, but yeah, I like listening to podcasts when I'm hiking and that's it. I won't listen to them any other time.
0: What do you listen to? Are you just listen to music in the car then? I feel like podcasts are yeah. meant for the car. I don't know.
1: No, I only listen. I listen to music while I'm hiking too or in the car, but I don't listen to podcasts ever, like ever in life. Besides, I never even started listening to podcasts until I started hiking.
0: Damn. That's yeah. funny. That's funny. Back when like, back when the show was much newer, I used to do like the thing where at the end of the episode, I would be like... Enjoy the rest of your drive or your lawn mowing or your hike or all this stuff. Um. I know, I always
1: hear that and I say to myself, haha, I'm hiking.
0: <laughs> and it like never even occurred to me that people might listen to this while they're actually freaking hiking, which is crazy. Um, but enough about my stupid podcast. <laughs> Let's talk some more about the whites. Oh my God, there's just so much stuff here. I guess one of the things that fascinates me with the redlining project is just how this this tiny little spur trails you have to hit. Like, that just seems mm. so tedious and annoying, honestly. Um, what is an example of, like, one really annoying spur trail where you have to do, like, a stupid amount of effort just to get a tiny little section of trail?
1: Um, well, I guess I would say... Um, the Rattlesnake uh, Mountain has like 50 billion trails on it, and you have to keep going up and down and out and back, all of these stupid trails, like 0.3 miles worth of trails to hit them all. Um, the most recent one I did that, it wasn't really stupid, but everybody seems to be wondering about this, because I just did it, is um, the Cabot Spring Trail. So, oh, Cabot, I think
0: Mike might have mentioned this one again. He I did. Remember. He actually okay. had to hike
1: it. He hiked... Um, He said he hiked Mount Cabot three times just to get the spur trail to the spring. So I, um, I knew I needed to pay attention because I knew about this and whatever. And so I hiked and I got to it and I went down. It's basically become like a bushwhack. At first it's not for like the first couple of um, feet and then it turns into one. Okay. It wasn't really annoying. It was more like kind of just stood out in my mind because I knew it was a big deal that a lot of people miss it. So then all these people were messaging, me, asking me about where it is and how did I find it? Was it a, a mess? <laughs> and so that was one. Um, oh, there was one other one. I was just going to say that.
0: I think the one Mike mentioned was the Gio trail, the shelter. Oh yeah. That one's orange too. Yeah. But the
1: Cause thing that's is way is up like, there. Yeah. So you have to do Gio shelter. You have to drop a couple hundred feet elevation just to get to the stupid shelter. Well, the first time I did the bonds, um, I had to get water so I had to drop a couple hundred feet to get water and I was already wicked dehydrated and I was like this is not cool at all I have to climb back up that and I was like dying um but I've done a lot of so like I've done so many of these things just for fun that uh, I can't really think of any that are obnoxious yet but I also just started (laughs)
0: yeah I was gonna say like maybe wait (laughs) maybe that's a better question for a follow-up episode when you're Further into this, this crazy project. So, yeah. Yeah. Like
1: tomorrow. Okay. So tomorrow, Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm, I don't even know, like, I don't even know how to wrap my head around what I'm about to do on Wednesday (laughs) because it is such a hot mess that I know I am going to be redoing trails over and over all day. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just literally circles of trails (laughs) and then I have to do Mount Prospect. I have to go around the mountain, up the mountain, back down the mountain. And then I hit this other spur trail off of the side of it. So I'll have to redo part of that circle to get back to my car. (laughs) That's the other thing. So like, um, I hike solo and I, I don't do car spots basically at all. So, um, I have to do a lot of road walking and a lot of out and backs. Um, so, like for example, when I do Grafton Loop, I'm gonna have to either get my husband to drop me off and do a car spot, or do an eight mile road walk.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> you could probably hitch it too. I don't know. I, could, I guess yeah. with with COVID and everything, that might be a little suspect, but that's always an option. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I think I have like three. That's one. I have the Bonds Traverse, and then I have it's uh, Mount Martha. I want to do that as a traverse. So those are the three that I will do a car spot probably. And then the rest of it I will do as loops or I'll do car um, road walks or out and backs or whatever.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Freaking redlining. That's so crazy. I love that concept though. It's like such a unique concept. I don't know. I wonder if there's something like that in the Adirondacks too.
1: I actually Googled it because somebody else asked me that and I didn't find anything like that in the Adirondacks. Uh, Somebody listening,
0: go hop on that. You could be the first maybe. (laughs)
1: While well, I was waiting to start redlining the whites because I had to stop, I redlined all of the bell naps. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: I've never been there before. I want to.
1: It's like a nice spring area because the snow melts faster than the whites, so you don't have to worry about the snow. Okay. Interesting. And there's a lot of peak, like little mini peaks, so you can make a bunch of loops and like you can make some pretty decent loops out there. Nice. Nice. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pause on the white mountains stuff just for a second the redlining stuff but um like i said at the beginning of the episode i'm like kind of most likely going to be doing the manad to sun greenway trail in a couple weeks here mm-hmm. do you have any advice anything i should pay attention to there
1: are you going north or south which way no are you going? fucking
0: idea <laughs> haven't haven't thought that far into it
1: <laughs> um okay so i did it northbound um i i think well, okay, I did it in 3 days. So it ended up being like 20 miles. No, it was like 21 miles the first day, 20 the second, and then like 15 the third. Um, which is um it's not terrible. I mean, you're going to know you're when hiking, but uh the first day, so if you go northbound the first day, you're going to do a lot of road walking, which is why it's kind of nice to do a 20-mile day the first day because even though it's 20, it's a lot more like back roads and stuff so it won't Mm -hmm. feel like you're dying the second day is a lot more you'll have more elevation gain and then the third day you're going to have more elevation gain as well because there's a lot of puds and you end up ascending um the backside of mount centipede and then going back down mount centipede um i mean i i love i thought it was a really fun hike i did the metacomet Monadnock trail this year in a single day it was 23 miles oh nice Uh, and that one was like much harder to follow um because it's very poorly blazed kind of (laughs) um not a lot of people hike the new hampshire section of it and that connects to monadnock so you could technically hike from the new hampshire border or the mass new hampshire mass border up metacomic monadnock then hike up monadnock sunday greenway and connect all the way up how um
0: how easy to follow was the monadnock Sunapee greenway trail
1: it was pretty easy um I had the map and I had the, the guidebook and stuff, but it's blazed. Uh, I'm trying to think if there was, I don't, I didn't get lost anywhere. So that's good. And I don't use like, I don't use any apps at all. I actually hate, like I don't use gut hook. <laughs> I don't really, I tried using it once and I couldn't figure, I just, I find it to be too difficult and I'd rather just use my paper map, I guess. Yeah,
0: I'm with you on the paper map. I, I do like gut hook, but usually if I'm, if I'm not doing like a long through hike, Yeah. Freaking paper maps are the way to go. <laughs> I'm old school, um, too.
1: Let's see. I mean, I could tell you the shelters I stayed at. I don't know them off the top of my head, but I could tell you after if sure. you want me to go look. Um, you could easily do it in three days if you think you're okay doing 20-mile days. I think
0: that's the plan, roughly. I From what I gather, I know there's some climbing, but it's not like super intense, right?
1: Yeah, no. And the thing is, is, if you try to do it shorter, you're almost kind of sort of screwed in a way because the way the shelters are set up... It's like your first day will be really short, and then your next day will be, like, kind of... I don't know. It's like they don't have the shelters scattered in a way that a four-day hike makes sense.
0: Oh, really?
1: And not in my opinion. Not from, like, how I would do it. Huh. Um, but there is one town you can go through. You go through Washington, New Hampshire, and there's, a like, a little store there that you can get food or whatever if you want. Um, and then you start hiking up mountains after that. So... I just remember stopping at that store and my feet hurt. Like I thought I broke my foot and I was like, oh my gosh, my foot's broken. Like this because oh, I no. have, yeah, I have like an underlying injury that I just kind of try not to break again, basically. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, is it breaking or is it just me <laughs> being a baby? So I just, um, I remember right after that store, that was when I kind of was like, oh crap, do I call for my husband to pick me up or do I push through? And I pushed through and I was fine.
0: That's good. That's good. Uh, um yeah i'm really excited for that trail it looks like a lot of fun it's been on my radar for a long time and
1: yeah you talked about it with uh christina
0: yep yep man you you do really listen to these episodes i do Jeez. i listen you know that, more like, about my show than i do
1: <laughs> the only time that people can get like my full attention what's your
0: <laughs> what's your favorite episode so far
1: <sighs> well i mean i'm friends with some of the people you've had on there besides so your I friends
0: have, besides oh your my friends. gosh
1: besides my friends um, I don't know, I like listening to when you talked about the one you and Flossie just did, because you were talking about all the areas I love, like you were doing Thorough Falls, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that oh, trail. Oh, that means I
0: pronounced it right then, that's good.
1: Nope, but you pronounced it wrong. Oh, fuck. And Gio, it's Gio. Is it Gio? Like, ah, you're fuck. close, you're so close. I think I
0: call it Gio in the video I posted f- from that hike today i can't fucking remember but
1: um I'm i don't to know think. i've
0: been up that mountain like three times and i still don't know how to pronounce it
1: <laughs> well yeah that's like the terror trail it's not i don't know how to i thought it was No, it's it yeah the Pemmy. just call it the Pemmy.
0: the Pemmy. yeah fucking it's like
1: musalaki there's musalaki and musalak yeah that's true i
0: feel like that's more debatable though i don't know i i don't fucking know um at least i got thorough falls right you did
1: good um, I think I know where you stayed too, because I've been out there a lot. Was a,
0: that was a beautiful, beautiful
1: trail. Stillwater, somewhere. I don't remember exactly,
0: but um, yeah, it was just like a stealth site somewhere,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was awesome, great hike. Uh, yeah, but hopefully I'll be hopefully I'll be doing the the Manad Knock to Sunapee Greenway Trail. Hopefully I'll be able to pronounce that too. Um, let's go back to the redlining the redlining talk. Um, there's just so much here. Oh, you had
1: asked me about, like, my driving and how it sucks.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do
1: you want me to talk about that at all?
0: (laughs) Please, talk about how how much your driving sucks, since you don't listen to Trail Tales while you're driving.
1: I don't, I listen to music. So, (laughs) my driving sucks. So, I live in Manchester, so right now I'm working on Northern New Hampshire, and it's two and a half hours, one way to every trailhead that I've been going to.
0: Stupid motorcycle.
1: That's annoying. Um... So, yeah, so it sucks to drive two and a half hours. And you had asked if I thought about, like, is there another, like, an alternative um, sort of to having to do that. And I have it set up where I can stay overnight, like I said, in my car, like at various spots. So, for example, I'm going to be at the Appalachia um, uh, Trailhead for a whole ton of hikes in a row, like five or six, because that's where all of them start. I may or may not stay in my car. I haven't decided yet. Um, but if I'm tired, I have stuff in my car so I can stay in my car if I need to. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe I'm advertising this on the... <laughs> like, <laughs> I was going to hey, say, just don't give
0: any dates, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: she wants to come see me in my car.
0: Someone, like, comes no- knocks on the window. Hey, I heard you on Trail Tales. Like, yeah, congrats. see, I'm very...
1: I'm, like, super cautious about putting on my social media on I don't
0: blame you. I don't blame you.
1: Yeah, so, like... And my, my husband has been pretty much like, you should stay in a hotel. And I'm like, but that is such a waste of money. Like I'm not wasting a hundred dollars for a hotel. I can sleep in my car. I have an air mattress. Like it's <laughs> totally not a big deal. And so basically I have it set up where I have a bunch of crap in the back of my car. If I need to stay at the trailhead, I'll stay at the trailhead. Like that's, that's how it's otherwise I'm driving home because yeah. So like the work life or the balance between home life and hiking. So During school, it was a lot of, um, all my free time when I wasn't, wasn't working, I was hiking or going grocery shopping or like doing those other things you do when you're an adult. Um, it was really busy now. So I basically have it. So five days of hiking or six days of hiking in a row. And then a day off to like, uh, put together all of my, my, meals for the week like my my bags of food for hiking
0: wow you're pretty meticulous about this huh
1: i'm ocd (laughs) like really bad like it's really bad so and then i have all my data tracking that i do and everything like on my day off so basically my days off is spent either like today i went grocery shopping in the morning and then i had to pack all my food for the week and then i did laundry and i watched stranger things for a little while and like (laughs) that was my day um but yeah i basically just tried. Um, set everything in my day off that I need to like for, for, um, food and laundry.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Wow. When, yeah. You're, you're all in. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like, like to hear.
1: When school starts this fall. So yeah. How's that going to work?
0: Can you talk about that? Cause that's going to be tough. I imagine to, <laughs> you know, even less time.
1: Yeah. So, well, it's actually better in a way because at least I'm not working full time. Um, so I'm going to be going to U in the fall for another degree. Um, I'm actually going to be working on a doc, um, PhD in composition. Oh, so, cool. yeah, so I have class three days a week. So I'll drive to Durham three days a week from Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other days uh, I have off, I'll be hiking, except maybe one. or I think I have one day a week that I won't hike, but I have to try to do all my schoolwork on my days that I have school because I won't be able to do it when I'm hiking. Ah, uh, okay. So basically, I'm just going to be busy for the next year. I've told everyone, <laughs> like everyone in my family. I was going to say, how does
0: your family feel about it?
1: Um, I think that it's been a little bit tough. Like, if
0: that's too personal, then I apologize. But oh, I'm, no, I'm just always curious, you know, when people take on big projects like this, you know, it's a valid question, even I, if it's a little bit uncomfortable sometimes.
1: I think that um, one thing I wish was more, um, I don't know, publicized is the word, but like, when I was I was planning on hiking a long trail last year. I actually did four ma- four days on the long trail, and it was really tough being away from my husband. Um, for him, more I think more so than me, and I didn't realize how tough it was on him until I came home and I was like, okay, all we have is meat in the fridge because you didn't buy any other food. Gosh, like when you went grocery shopping, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like he was like mentally, oh <laughs> geez. he was really struggling. And so I wish that it was a little bit more. Um, I don't know. You read a lot of posts on the trek and stuff and it's like everybody talks about how their spouse is so encouraging and so supportive and I do think that's the case but I also don't think it's always the case that they're thrilled with the idea that right. their partner is leaving for 6 months. Which
0: which is totally reasonable too. Yeah. You know, it's not a knock on the spouse at all.
1: No, like I would I would have a hard time if he did that. I'd be like, "Well, what the heck? Like, can I go?" Mhm. So, um,
0: what I guess kind of learning from that experience then do you have a plan this time? I know we're, we're getting way fucking in now, Jesus Christ, but uh, do, you, do you have a plan or just have you thought about how to kind of, um, uh, I don't know, remedy that, if at all?
1: Well, so he knows I have, like, this obsession, sort of, and my mom, too. So my mom and my husband are, like, my two big people in my life that, I guess, so first of all, there's the whole worrying about me hiking along because I'm a girl, so there's that piece. Yeah. Um, He's not really worried as much. He has his off days. Like when I do big days, like when I do a 20 plus mile day, he'll sort of be a little stressed because he's worried. Um, My mom has stopped looking at my GPS until I get home because it stresses her out too much. Oh, man. Um, But whatever, like she'll she'll live. Uh, The rest of my family doesn't, I don't really talk about my hiking with everybody because it's like... I don't know. I just, I'm not like that. It's not my thing to like advertise to the world sort of, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for them in particular, so I've been telling him for months about this and he knows he's known for like months that I want to do this and he knows it's going to take a lot. And I just keep telling him and he's, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know you're going to be gone all the time. I know, I know. Like he, he says he gets it, but I think sometimes it, it probably bothers him just because I'm not always around all the time, I'm hiking or I'm literally just getting home. It's like five o'clock at night. Um, I think for overnights, that probably stresses them out more, but I'm not doing overnights, So I'll, I'll be like, oh, well, at least I'm not doing this. <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> that's like, a good way to put it. <laughs> I'll be like,
1: at least I'm not doing like the Appalachian Trail. At least I'm not doing this or that. I don't know. I've always been very independent and I've always been very easily I keep myself busy by myself without meeting other people. And that's tough in general, I think for someone to be married to someone like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been together for 15 years. So it's been a long time. I mean, this is, he knows this is who I am. And I think you just have to like, learn to love your partner. However they are, I guess. Yeah. I mean, um,
0: Even if they're crazily obsessed with hiking.
1: <laughs> yeah. But see, here's the thing. He has his obsessions, so it's okay. Cause I have mine and he has his. Um, so he's a beekeeper. So he's like really into that. So, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's doing that all the time. So it's okay. But yeah, I definitely think um, it's sort of a little weird sometimes. One thing that frustrates me is when I have people will be like, well, how come your husband doesn't go with you? It's like, well, why does he have to? Just because I'm a girl? Like, do I, does he have to be engaged in what I'm doing? Like, that annoys me. Or I have people on trail say to me, like, be safe or... Um, they act concerned just because I'm a girl and it's like if I was a guy you wouldn't say that it's only because I'm a girl you're saying it and that frustrates me too because it's like I'm probably more capable than some of the other people out there I've done like thousands of miles by myself mm-hmm. I don't know that's that whole sex thing that comes into it
0: yeah yeah I don't know either um, obviously I see it from a little different perspective i'm also not fucking married either so i can go (laughs) do whatever i want (laughs)
1: yeah i think the whole couple thing is really tough um i think maybe it's easier because we've been like i said we've been together for 15 years like that's a long time and you become kind of comfortable with each other and you become you get to this point where it's like well I have to be my own person, even though I am married to someone. I am also myself. I'm not just their partner. So, right. like, you have to have your own things. But I don't think people really learn that in a relationship until they've been with someone for a long time. Because mm-hmm. it took years for that that to happen. Like, I wouldn't do anything without my husband until 2015. So, mm-hmm. um, but I love what I do, and I would actually. I, I think it would be a little bit sad if I lost this as my hobby that was my hobby
0: right exactly and, I, and I'm sure he understands that and, and respects that yeah um, what do you think the hardest this is a very general question so feel free to take this in any direction but what do you think the hardest part about pulling off the the red line is going to be
1: winter <laughs> oh okay. Uh, okay because I know what the whites are like so I hike all year and I know that every year is different. I know it can be snowing in September. So I know my wake- my weather window is very short. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've planned my hikes according to that. Like that's the number one thing that impacted what I'm doing this summer is what I know I have to do this summer because are the roads going to be closed or um, is there going to be snow on the trail or like all of those factors kind of played into what I'm doing this summer versus um, what I'm putting off to the winter. Um, Also water levels. So because the spring can be really wet, obviously I'm not going to want to hike trails that have a lot of water crossings in the springtime because I might not be able to cross them. Right. I would say like weather is probably the biggest factor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) I guess maybe in hindsight, that's kind of a dumb question because obviously that's, that's got to play such a role in the whites and everything. So I mean, um, it's
1: not really, though, because, like, people don't think of those things. I think they think, oh, a well, year, good grief. That's, like, a ton of time. It's like, yeah, but there is snow on top of the white – like, there is still snow up there right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <So>
1: <laughs> it's not a dumb question, I don't think.
0: That's good. Well, I appreciate that. Compliment my question. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I going to say? I guess when I was asking that question, I was thinking more in terms of, like, logistics, honestly. Just, like, figuring everything out and finding the time, certainly. But um, it, I think in a way, it's it's pretty telling in, in a good way that you maybe don't think that's going to be as much of a challenge as the weather because you're like, I'm going to fucking do it. Like, it's it's going to be shit that's completely out of my control. That's that's going to be, you know, the biggest challenge, which I think is good. I think that uh, reflects well on your your attitude towards this whole project and, of course, your your chance of, of being successful. So
1: I've spent so long planning it and, like, fine-tuning yeah. it and I have dates for everything so um i think i've planned it to the point where it comes like, that
0: stupid motorcycle again
1: awesome shut up
0: <laughs> do you Anyways. have a
1: conditioner in your in your bedroom yet
0: no i don't oh even if i did i wouldn't be able to turn it on right now because of the uh because of the microphone and trying to get you know maybe i should i should probably shut my window too so the stupid mo- motorcycle doesn't get picked up but <laughs> I can't do um, it. I'm sweating balls over here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hot. I'm yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I've planned it to the point where it's planned out. Like I can't I have it planned. You can't um, plan anymore. <laughs> no, it's it's already all planned. The only thing I'm concerned about more than anything is the physical piece. So I'm very good at planning and I'm very good at laying out all of the frameworks, but to physically be able to do it is what I'm worried about because mm-hmm. I'm not jacked. Like I'm a normal person. I don't trail run or do any of these crazy things. Like I just hike two miles an hour. So
0: <laughs> I think my
1: biggest concern is I look at, especially the Northern presidentials and I look at what I'm going to have to do in a couple of weeks. Cause it's happening in a couple of weeks where I'm going to be spending seven days, I think in a row or 10 days in a row doing just Northern presidential trails. And I, I just have to keep telling myself that I just have to go. I just have to, continue going forward even if it's at a half a mile an hour pace like (laughs) as long as i'm making that's all you gotta do yeah because it's very daunting and it's very overwhelming especially because i'm not physically like some of these people out there that are running trails like crazy style so
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's the thing though because like Phillips talked about this too like when when he talks about his single year grid he's like people will ask him how he did it like so fast and assume that he was like running and doing all this stuff. And it's like, no, he's, you know, sure. Some of it was, was fast paced, but most of it was just a pretty, uh, you know, pretty standard pace, pretty standard hiking pace just for a long time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing that I am a little concerned about is I'm kind of afraid of heights. Um, I like to stay below tree line and I know I'm going to be on these trails that mentally I have to be able to get through it by myself. So yeah. it's it's like Huntington ravine. I'm concerned and I genuinely don't know yet if I'm going to do that one by myself. Um, because I like mentally, I don't know if I can keep it together um, because yeah, I don't like heights and I don't like being on rock slabs and I don't have someone there in case I get hurt. So it's kind of more factors. Play into it, um, maybe because I'm solo.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I have to like stay out of my own head, sort of.
0: Yeah, well, that's where Trail Tales comes in.
1: It does, it helps a lot. <laughs> this whole episode has just
0: been an advertisement for Trail Tales <laughs> on well, Trail Tales. This episode like, is sponsored by Trail Tales,
1: exactly. I, I'll listen to episodes like, okay. I was doing, I did the 67. So I was in Maine doing Sugarloaf Peak and Spalding, which are on the same trail. They're on the AT actually. Um, and I was having like, I have panic disorder, so I have really bad anxiety and, um, I basically have to like keep myself even keel or I'll have like meltdowns in the woods sometimes. So it's really like, I have these different techniques that I use to kind of keep myself calm. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll listen to episodes of things that are really scary so i feel like okay they didn't die so i'll be okay <laughs> so like <laughs> um when i was hiking those two particular peaks i was listening to um backpacker radio and it was an episode where the hiking biking is talking about scary things that happened to him on trail and he's talking about how he got like he had come in um an encounter with a bear and stuff and it's like okay or he was really dehydrated and like almost died on the cdt Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay so i won't die because he's okay like that's what i do a lot um so i think i'm gonna have to do that when i am um hiking some of these trails is find these (laughs) podcasts and like play them because yeah i get in my own head too much sometimes and it makes me have like really bad anxiety
0: yeah it can be tough it can be tough for sure um why don't we get into a story we're at the end of the episode and i didn't really remind you about the story but i don't feel bad about that at all because i know you listen so you if anybody should be prepared for this that's right for once i'm not blaming myself for not telling you but i'm blaming you for me not telling you (laughs) because you listen (laughs) it makes no sense
1: i actually so i have to i have a story and i have to say prior to saying it just because i haven't decided if i'm telling my mom about this recording
0: oh okay because
1: <laughs> I don't know if I want her to listen to it or not <laughs> <laughs> so I know I don't always tell my mom and my husband every single thing that happens because why would I want to make them worry well so this in particular my mom does not know about so um, this is definitely the scariest moment I've had on trail um, so last winter and I'm very cautious in the winter I hike solo I try to make very smart and very cautious choices so and I'm, this was when I was already redlining. So, before I tell the story, I want to say I was not in any danger. I didn't need to hit the SOS button. It was definitely like not a life or death situation, but mentally, I felt like it was really scary, and that was like where I was going. I was. This is the only time I've ever almost hit SOS. Okay. Well. Um. Yeah. So I was hiking. So. <sighs> so I had to do, um, Pierce. And then over to Eisenhower, up Eisenhower, and then down Edmunds Path was what the plan was for the day. Um, And it had been very windy. It's all above treeline. I knew that the most recent trail report for Edmunds Path, which is not a very popular trail in the winter, um, I knew that within the last week there had been a trail report that came out that it was broken out, um, but that you still needed snowshoes. So I knew there would be like a foundation. Okay. Um. So I always check the weather before I go on hikes, especially in the, well, mostly in the winter. I don't really check as much in the summer. So I checked the trail reports and I checked the weather and I knew it was going to be windy, but I was thinking, okay, like I've gotten accustomed to the wind. I'm good. I'll, I'll be fine. Like it's 40, 50 mile an hour winds, not a big deal. So, um, I ended up heading up. I got to the top of um pierce and I had, you know, the gear and everything I needed. And it was really cold. It was probably like zero to like it was in the negatives with the wind chill for sure um which is not a big deal like i have the gear i'm not i've hiked in the negatives it's not a big deal to me mm-hmm. so i hike over and i'm going across the top and it's all wind blown so it's kind of hard to see where the trail is i see there's other people up there and it's all good like i'm making progress and i'm a little bit tired and stuff because it was like still early in the season and i wasn't super strong yet So I'm heading towards Eisenhower and I'm like, okay, I'm at the junction where you can do bad, um, I think it's called bad weather cutoff or something like that. Or you go um, over the top of Eisenhower. And I was like, well, I'm really feeling a little bit anxious about heading up Eisenhower because I know that the winds are really bad and I'm kind of scared. So Mm. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to do the cutoff instead because I can come back and do Eisenhower later. It's not a big deal. So I start heading towards the cutoff and I get around the cone of Eisenhower and it's like, you're kind of heading down into like, I know what the trail looks like in the summer, it's, um, kind of goes down a bit and then it's kind of got like tree, like low lying bushes on, along the edge of it, but it's all wind blown. So it's completely covered and I have no idea where the trail is. So I'm like, okay, this was not a good choice. So I turn around, I have to reascend what I had just climbed down and I get back to the junction and now I'm like really tired and I'm not eating. I'm like not taking care of myself because I'm like, I just want to give a the tree line at this point Kind yeah, of yeah. where I'm at. So I'm like, well, I can't turn around because I'm redlining. I have to keep going forward, which is something I don't always do. Like normally I don't push myself that far, especially in winter, because I just don't want to be stupid. But I was like, don't be a big baby. Just go. So. I kept going, I climbed over Eisenhower, I get to the top and it's freaking wicked windy, like insane windy. And of course I'm by myself, like there's other people around, but I'm not with anybody. So I'm like, okay, I just got to get down to the freaking, um, trail junction. I know once I get to the other side of Eisenhower, the wind will be a little bit less maybe cause I'll be further down. So I'm like hauling balls down the mountain, hauling like balls. <laughs> <laughs> down the mountain. like, I'm just like done. And being a super, geni- uh, super genius that I am, I didn't bring goggles. I only had sunglasses. Ooh. Yeah. So the wind's blowing in my face. I can't see. Like, I'm just freaking done. So I'm ball- like balls to the wall <laughs> down the mountain, get to the junction. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm, now I'm like super high anxiety sort of. Um, and I look where the Edmonds path is. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, there's no path. It's just all windblown. And I'm like, Okay. I know if I can get to below tree line more than likely there will be some kind of remnants of a path and I'll be able to see like where the trail corridor is. Cause the trees will be lining the trail. So, and I'm like, okay, I have to do this cause I'm redlining. So
0: <laughs> I keep
1: going and I get to basically like where the trees start on Edmonds and I'm like, there's no corridor. And I know part of it's because I'm above trees at this point with, like, the amount of snow that's there. I'm like, this is not good. I am exhausted. I do not want to reclimbe that mountain. And I have basically no choice but to reclaim that mountain or keep going forward into nothingness. So I, I was like, maybe this is the trail. I start heading down. I'm like, I know this isn't the trail, but I'm going to pretend it is. I, I literally, like, step into a spruce trap, which I don't know if you know what those are.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do.
1: So I'm like, my foot's in this thing. I'm like, this is so dangerous. And I'm now I'm losing it mentally, like done, lost it. So, and I never, ever have once called my husband on trail ever. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to hit SOS. because I'm going to have a mental breakdown or I'm going to call my husband first. So I call him and I had service and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. I'm like, you know, I need you to help me. Talk me down. Like get me to calm down. So he's so, I don't know how he did it, but like he managed to be super calm and just like kind of talk me down. And, he's, and, I'm, and, you know, my mind is not thinking rationally, but his is. And I know the trail is right there and all I have to do is turn around and go back. But in my head, I'm like not there mentally mm-hmm. to process that. And I didn't want to go back. I wanted to keep going downhill. And he's like, you know, basically just get back where you need to go. So I pull myself out of the spruce trap and, Kind of like literally physically have to pull myself back up the mountain on all fours because it's like a pretty steep incline where I had kind of wedged myself. Mm-hmm. So I climb back up, I reascend, or I re go back up to the junction. Um, and I end up reascending stupid Eisenhower and going back down the other side. And at that point, I didn't even care. Like I couldn't see. The wind is just blowing the snow into my eyes. I like can't even see the trail or anything. I'm just like done just yeah so it was really scary um
0: but you made it i
1: i did and i um i was fine like once i got to the back side of eisenhower but like holy crap dude yeah that was like
0: you gotta be careful up there you gotta be careful up there for sure i've never been up there in like bad weather so
1: and it wasn't even like it was bad and the thing is is like there's this person that i um there's a few people on instagram i follow that are like so hardcore and i actually ran into one of them right near the bottom of the mountain. And he had said, I didn't hike above tree line today. Cause the weather was going to be that windy. And I'm like, Holy crap. So if he didn't go up there, mm. that says a lot. <laughs> like, I prob- yeah. Like I probably shouldn't have been up there if he wasn't up there. Cause well, he's like,
0: I'm glad, I'm glad it was okay. I'm glad you made it. Okay. Um, yeah, that's the shit's intense. That shit's intense for sure. Be, be yeah. careful out there, everybody. Um, <laughs> I think that's gonna do it. I think that's gonna do it. Do you want to plug your stuff? You should, yeah, you should definitely plug your Instagram because you've been posting so much cool stuff on there, and I know there's gonna be people that are gonna want to follow this project just like I do. Um, so yeah, go uh, plug your shit. Plug your website too.
1: Uh, my Instagram is Sockton Hikes. My website is SocktonHikes.com. I have Facebook, but I don't really use it. I basically just use it to check trail updates. So like. I probably won't accept random people following me. <laughs>
0: Neither do um, I, for that matter. I get I get random Facebook requests now and then, too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, I only have 68 friends on Facebook. Oh, wow. Really You're exclusive. It. Jeez. I am very exclusive. But yeah, my Instagram is public, so if you want to follow me, that's basically where Actually, I Actually, now that everything. I think about it, I'm
0: pretty sure I denied your friend request what on Facebook. The heck? You sent me your friend request, like, like a month ago, didn't you?
1: I think I might have,
0: and I like didn't know who you were, and I denied it. And then like a couple days later, I found out about like the redlining thing, and I was like, "Oh, she'd be a cool guest to have on the show." (laughs) Fuck, she hates me now though because I fucking declined her Facebook request.
1: Actually, you want to know? I'll I'll add you back.
0: I'll add you back right now.
1: I have a funny story for you, kind of. Okay. okay. So like when you first started your um, Trail Tales podcast, you messaged me because I was running the truck's social media pages. And asked if I wanted to be a guest because you thought I, like, ran the truck or something. It was really Wait, funny. Wait,
0: what? Yes. No way.
1: I'm serious. You were like, oh, which, my gosh.
0: Which page did I message?
1: I don't know, but I used to run all of them.
0: I don't... I feel like I don't remember doing that.
1: Well, someone who was pretending did to I be ask? You, did dude. I
0: ask for, like, Zach? Like, who did I ask no. for? No.
1: You were like, oh, my gosh. It would be really cool to have you as a guest as somebody who... Um, works for the trek sort of like behind the scenes and i was like are you sure you know what i do because i'm just an intern
0: wait so i messaged you personally or i messaged no. one of the treks pages i think you
1: messaged me personally really yeah i'm
0: looking it up right now you are i am i see i don't Not on see Facebook.
1: it it was on instagram
0: i don't see it on on your socked in account yeah
1: it was it Maybe from it my was...
0: kyle hates hiking account or from my no
1: it's from trail tales
0: i i don't see it i think you're lying
1: I swear to God. I
0: think you're full of shit.
1: Well, if it wasn't you, that it was somebody pretending to be you. I see. Unless it was another podcast.
0: I see February 15th, which was the first time. Instagram doesn't delete messages, right? Like, it would still be in there. I don't think so. Do you, have a diff- do you have a different account? No. Look it up.
1: I can't. I don't to, know. You're trying to
0: dox me on here. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fall for it.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Maybe it was on one of those stupid other ones. Then. Maybe
0: unless I message like the trek or something. It might have but been that. I it might have been know. that
1: actually. Whoa. I don't know. But I used to get a lot of DMs. I have to go through. <laughs> you have any idea how many DMs they get, and I have to just ignore them. Oh, and wait. I think did you have a guest on that you had said something about them taking the trek, taking their picture, and putting it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so here's the deal, because I worked for the truck, so I can answer that question.
0: (laughs) This was one of my very first episodes. This was, like, number six or something like that.
1: Yes, so I had started at the beginning, because I needed to just go back. Um, So the reason why that girl's picture got pulled is because if you hashtag anything, the truck, or whatever any of their hashtags are, you're giving them permission to use that picture. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you do that, they're going to take your picture and put it on their page. They never they put my to. pictures
0: on their page. Well, no, maybe I, I
1: didn't like any of them when I was running it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of interesting being on the back end of their stuff. So You get to see all that crap.
0: Funny. All right. Well, all right. Now that we've cleared that up, maybe. Um, actually, no, we didn't clear that up at all. I want to get to the yeah. bottom of this, but not right this a <laughs> second. So Rebecca, thank you so much. Uh, I think what you're doing is so cool. I wish you the best of luck and i'd love to chat again soon you know once you get yeah. some more miles under your bell or after you finish just whatever you're comfortable with sure um, would be super super awesome yeah and uh that's gonna do it then thank you to everybody listening and have a good one